0: Action Tribe, I've got a quick gift for you before we get started. You see, one of my goals with my seven chakras is to make chakra energy work really simple, fun, and enjoyable. Because sometimes it can get a bit overwhelming and abstract, right? But the moment you start sensing your subtle energies and feeling your seven major chakras, you start looking at energy healing in a whole different light, literally. And that's why I recently sat down and recorded a 15-minute HD video on how to activate your subtle energies and sense your seven chakras. In fact, I walk you through three powerful methods that will help you unlock and activate your subtle energy sensitivity within minutes so that you can start sensing your biofield energy. And you're going to love this. To get started for free, visit my forward slash 1111. That's our website my7chakras.com forward slash 1111 my7chakras.com forward slash 1111 I'll talk to you soon My 7 Chakras episode 267 I have two
2: one is keep it simple keep it truthful keep it loving The 7 Chakras swirling vortices of energy positioned throughout our body
0: What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, host and founder of My Seven Chakras, the show where we provide you ancient wisdom, inspiring stories, and action steps that will help you transform your life. So, if you're new to the show, then I want to give you a warm, warm welcome. And before we actually begin today's episode, I've got a few announcements to make. Firstly, over the years, many of you have reached out saying that you'd like to support the growth of the show, right? And that's why I've recently started a Patreon page for people that would like to support our movement. Visit my7chakras.com forward slash Patreon. It's my7chakras.com forward slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And for those of you who don't know, Patreon is a platform that allows you to donate a small amount each month to support the expenses that go into creating a podcast uh, like this, such as podcast production, graphics, and equipment. Um, and this way, I'm able to provide you more number of episodes, higher quality content, and life-changing advice at your fingertips. Because again, uh, it's expensive to run a podcast like this, but I want to, I want to serve you. So to learn more, go to my 7 forward slash Patreon, and you can get started for as little as seven dollars. So get started. <laughs> and if you already haven't downloaded our reading list based on books that have been recommended on the show, visit my7chakras.com forward slash reading list. Again, to access this free downloadable PDF document that you can have on your phone or your desktop or anywhere you like, go to my7chakras.com forward slash reading list. And with that being said, I want to introduce you to our special guest for today. In fact, a second guest, second time appearance, Ambika Waters. Ambika, are you ready to inspire? I am. Great. Awesome. So Ambika is a teacher, homeopath, and product developer. And all her work combines healing through the chakra system. Ambika has written about chakras and their archetypes. Uh, These archetypes embody responsibility, empowerment, and energy as we develop our archetypes, uh, we become stronger and we experience more energy. And she explores how linking classical, classic archetypes to the seven chakras in the human energy system can reveal unconscious ways of behaving and serve as a valuable tool for transformation and healing. And today, we're going to continue this conversation and we're going to dive deeper into the sacral chakra. Now, this as you might guess, is not her first appearance on our show. She first joined us on episode two to four, which was titled Chakra Archetypes, The Hero's Journey in the Energy of Love. Uh, so to listen to that episode first, go to my 7 forward slash 224. It's my7chakras.com forward slash 224. And in case you're a regular listener, you're an Action Tribe member, and you already listened to that episode, then let's continue this amazing conversation. Uh, so thanks a lot for joining me, Ambika. Pleasure. Great. Now, now, uh, as you know that we always begin each of our episodes with an inspiring quote. So what is your favorite inspirational quote these days and how do you apply it in your life?
2: I have two. One is keep it simple, keep it truthful, keep it loving. And I like that. I've heard that many years ago when I lived in the UK and it's on my computer. Keep it simple, keep it truthful, keep it loving. And another one, which I read recently and I put on my computer, the vigorous, the healthy, and the happy survive and multiply. Charles Darwin, Origin of Species. That impressed me as a healer, as a teacher. That's what we strive for, to be vigorous, to be healthy, to be happy. That's how we survive these times.
0: That's awesome. Thanks a lot for sharing, Action Tribe. I hope you're noting these down. Um, Make sure that whatever you're doing in life, that you're striving towards uh, being vigorous, being happy being healthy and healthy, not just uh, physically healthy, which is also important. You need to have the right nutrition and supplements, but also emotionally healthy, mentally healthy, energetically healthy, and all of that and much more. That's exactly what we're going to talk about on today's episode. So make sure that you stay till the very end. So let's begin. Uh, Ambika, for someone who's new to this particular topic, this particular field, what are the chakras? The chakras
2: are energy centers. Vortices, vortices of energy that flow up from the earth, up through our feet, legs, hips, up the spine, up to the crown of our head, and energy coming down from the cosmos in our crown chakra and moving down. And where these, these points of energies converge is known as a chakra, which in Sanskrit means wheel of light, spinning wheel of light. And these God. energy centers are, they're in all life form. They're in animal form. They're in the plants. They're in the minerals and the crystals, in the in rocks and stones. It's the living presence of the Holy Spirit in life itself. And in the human energy system, I work with seven major chakras. There are more chakras at the higher end. I haven't access to my work. I work with the seven major chakras repeatedly for the past 35, 40 years. Mm -hmm. And um, getting those balanced is a lot of work. (laughs) Getting them expanded is a lot of work. So that's my focus, the seven major chakras of the human energy system. They are the root chakra, the sacral chakra, the solar plexus chakra, the heart chakra, the throat chakra, the brow chakra, and the crown chakra. And they each have a dimension, a a vibration, a color resonance, a sound, musical note resonance, gods and goddesses, um, divine entities like archangels. And I've added some of the the Christian um, gods and the Indian gods as well to these these chakras, because they are archetypes that express the purpose of the chakra. Each chakra has a right, a right of being in life. It has a purpose of uh, feeding our physical body, expanding our energy body, opening up our astral body to higher um, attitudes, healthy attitudes for living. And when they all work in in Resonance, we have harmony, we have consciousness, we have bliss. Satchitananda, as they say in, in Sanskrit. So that's what I like to, to work with, the seven major chakras. Well,
0: thanks a lot for sharing. So there you go, Action Tribe. Just imagine seven energy centers, multi-dimensional, multi-vibrational, multi-colored vortices in your body that uh, govern your health and vitality and act as an intermediary between you and the universe around you and the Tao. And each chakra, as we're learning, has a different specific vibration. And our goal is to ensure that we are working on these chakras, uh, healing them, expanding them so that they're Uh, in tune. And so that our, um, uh, you know, like going back to the first statement, we are healthy, we're happy, and we're vigorous, right? So uh, Ambika, what is the sacral chakra? I think that's going to be the focus for today's episode, right? So what is the sacral chakra? And what role does it play in our life?
2: Well, the sacral chakra sits right above the root. The root is about survival. And the sacral chakra is about pleasure. It's about movement. Uh, vitality energy joy unconditional love abundance it's it's a, probably the most dysfunctional chakra in the human energy system which you can mm-hmm. probably tell from the way of the world but it's also so powerful it can make our life on earth Absolute bliss when we get this one right. And it takes work because it really means developing uh, a rigor and a discipline.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It does. It's important. Uh, all movement is centered in this chakra. All, this is where athletes and dancers, where performers, this is the energy field that, that moves us with ease and moves us forward in life. Mobility, actually the ability to walk and move, to run, to to just be out there in life mobile, is governed by this chakra. So it's hugely important. It has the symbol I use is the a large orange pyramid. The color that corresponds to this is orange. Mm-hmm. And this large orange pyramid with the apex pointing up towards the heart embodies the qualities of health, beauty, resiliency, abundance, prosperity, the ability to thrive, happiness, self-love, and delight, unconditional love, gratitude, and forgiveness. I link to the sacral chakra. So it's a biggie. It's a big
0: one. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Now, for someone who obviously wants to learn more about the sacral chakra. You said that it's associated with uh, movement and sexuality and dance and creativity and abundance and all those amazing traits. What are some characteristics or traits of a sacral chakra that is contracted and maybe that's not functioning optimally. And then if you con- contrast that with a sacral chakra that is expanded and that is functioning optimally. Ah,
2: good question. Very good question. Well, let's start with health. Let's just start with immunity.
0: Immunity
2: Immunity is health. Immunity against um, assault, external assault from germs, uh, viruses, bacteria. Uh, The ability to be vibrant. The ability to be resilient, to throw off... um, that assault, that external assault. It means being able to get on an airplane and not come down with flu. It means being able to work a full day and still have time to play and enjoy yourself. It means, mm-hmm. it means having um, good cycles. I'm a homeopath and I'm very interested in the cycles. Like, do you sleep well? That's a sign of good health. And if you don't sleep well, then something's disturbing the cycle the ability to be hungry, to have a good appetite for life. That's huge. You know, uh, people are forever on diets in North America. They overeat, then they starve themselves. That's not healthy. Finding a good way to eat wholesome, nutritious food that's going to feed the physical body and uh, help the brain think. Sometimes I see children who, it's clients who don't eat breakfast How can you go to school and think if you don't eat breakfast? You've got to think about these things because they are about the sacral chakra. The sacral chakra, each chakra relates to a, a sense. The root chakra has the sense of smell. Well, the sacral chakra is ruled by appetite, not too much and not too little. What is balance? There's a great Dutch expression I love to use in talking about the sacral chakra, It means enough is enough. A lot of people have no idea about what is enough. And we are in this time of Thanksgiving, this amazingly wonderful holiday, which we celebrate in in the United States, where we eat. (laughs) We eat ourselves into a coma, and then we go out the next day, and we Buy, 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 you know, mm. the, the stores are 75% off, 50% off people are there at four in the morning. It's all about appetite. Yeah. And we have to watch our greed, our greed for what we don't really need and what we do need, what we do need. It's it's being able to really think and assess, is this good for me? Yeah. Is this for my highest good? And yes, it's a feast day. Thanksgiving is a feast day. And it's a great day to relax, be with family and friends, you know, watch a good movie, go for a nice walk outdoors. It's a beautiful holiday. But finding out what's enough. And there's so much excess. There's so much excess that my refrigerator is full. What can I tell you? I've got to share this with people. Yeah. Yeah so yeah. That's a big one. And I would say health is primary. Health is primary. It's the ability to know what who you are, what you have and what you do is enough. That's the ethos of the sacral chakra. Who you are, what you do and what you have is enough. Mm-hmm. It's ruled by the archangel Metatron who is the archangel of manifestation. And and i believe as an angelologist somebody who works closely with the angelic realm that knowing what is enough is the key finding harmony and balance in what is enough and that's that's the key to well that's the key to a good life period but it's certainly the key to getting the sacral chakra functional resiliency follows Um, beauty is an aspect of the sacral chakra. Really being able to find your own sense of beauty, who you are, your unique, beautiful self. And that, that quality of beauty is not just physical beauty. It's the beauty of the soul that we want to bring forward. And when we are in balance, when our life is in harmony, we are beautiful. And it's not about age. It's not about gender it's not about the color of our skin it's about the quality of our being mm-hmm. and and allowing that beauty to shine through at any age and that's a big one when i see people start to work on their sacral chakra find a level of health and balance they become beautiful it's fascinating i used to say when i did workshops people came in mean tight and ugly And after working on their chakras, they left relaxed and beautiful. I've seen it a thousand times.
0: So I love that reference that you made to the holiday season, right? Because in so many ways, the holiday season represents an excess, whether it's an excess of food or maybe buying things that you don't really require. And also companies uh, trying to convince you that what you do need is more things rather than more experiences and uh, what comes to my mind is uh, black friday you know it's called black friday for a reason uh, because black has no colors and so uh, <laughs> to me that represents an excess of feeling that you want something and if you don't get it you feel that you missed out uh, and i think it's uh, an opportune moment for us to realize uh, what exactly we need, based on where we are headed in life, and if it makes sense to us, then we get it, and if not, uh, then we learn to say no because we are aware uh, we we are doubly aware of what exactly we need energetically, emotionally, uh, mentally as well as physically, uh, you know and what to stock in in the fridge as well, so I think that's that 's uh, something great that you shared and you also spoke about the archetypes, right? So could you talk to us about chakra archetypes and the archetypes that govern this particular chakra? You did mention Metatron.
2: Metatron. Yes. Those are the higher spiritual archetypes. Okay. Lakshmi, the Indian goddess Lakshmi Mm -hmm. is the Indian goddess that represents health, wealth, and abundance and wisdom. Mm -hmm. And she is, the great uh, feminine force of this sacral chakra, who I really love and revere. Metatron, that great archangel, was the only, In the myth is that Metatron was the only human taken into the angelic realm and given this great power because he was a very just man. He was thought to have been the, the patriarch Enoch that, who's talked about in the Old Testament and the ability to manifest what you need and what you want is a huge component of the sacral chakra. It is about being able to live in comfort, prosperity, gratitude, and wholeness. Mm -hmm. You can't have wholeness if you don't have health. You can't have wholeness if you are constantly striving for money, you can't have wholeness if you can't find your happiness and know what makes you happy. Happiness is a big aspect of this chakra. And so is self-love and delight, just delight in the simple pleasures of life. And forgiveness and gratitude are really the most powerful aspects of unconditional love we have. So if nobody got beyond the sacral chakra, but get those things in balance, they'd have a wonderful life on this physical plane, on this earthly plane that we live in. It's interesting that it's only the second out of seven chakras. So it tells you how much more we have to go yeah. in terms of our life development, our, our spiritual development. But this chakra is about goodness. It's about allowing the goodness to flow into our lives. It's not about, it's not about gluttony. It's not about, it's about cleaning your closet and getting stuff to the thrift stores that you're not using. So people who, who don't have can have, you know, things that they need. If I haven't worn something for a year, it goes into the pile that goes to goodwill and savers and the thrift stores. It's, it's about the flow. You can't have Life energy flowing through you if you are glutted up. So let me talk about the uh, archetypes that I use in the Chakras and Archetypes book. Mm -hmm. The the positive archetype I call the emperor or empress. These are people who love life and they love the goodness of life. And they have enough of what they need. They like high quality tech they like beautiful clothes in their closet. They sleep in comfortable beds. They have enough warmth and food around them. Their shelter is more than adequate. They drive great cars. They like the physical material world. And there is nothing the matter with it. It's just keeping it in balance. So these people strive for material comfort. And they that's why you call them the emperor and empress. Mm-hmm. And they're based on two people I met about 40 years ago when I lived in Spain. I met this couple who were in their 80s. They were former professors at, at a university level, and they hiked. They could hike, you know, 25, 30 miles a day. And they were known as the Olympians. Mm-hmm. A lot of people knew this couple. They would go to Spain from England in the winter and they would hike. They'd take a bus to a village. They'd hike from there to the next village. They were amazing. These people were still sexual in their 80s. They would laugh their heads off. They had a lot of fun. They loved their family. People who met them adored them. What was really interesting to me about them was that they called themselves atheists. They had no, absolutely no room in their minds for a higher power, which I found was kind of strange. But they lived the good life. And who knows, they may be 130 now and still Mm -hmm. hiking in Spain. I don't know. But when I thought about the archetypes for the sacral chakra, I remembered these people, healthy, fit, still in love with one another, still enjoying the physical pleasures of life, a great appetite for life. And they became the model for the sacral chakra, which is not necessarily a spiritual chakra. It's a very physically oriented material plane chakra. It's about movement. It's about abundance. It's about what's going to make you happy in this life. It's about gratitude and forgiveness. That's a spiritual component. Gratitude for what we have, to say, thank you, thank you, thank you for good health, for my eyesight, for my hearing, for my beautiful complexion, for feet that move on the ground, for all the goodness that life can provide. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And let me forgive anybody who has ever hurt me in this life. So the negative archetype is the martyr. In, mm. the, in the root chakra, we had the victim. And victims don't have much energy. They hardly have any. But the martyr, this is where the sacral chakra gets very stuck. This is a, our cultures spend a lot of time in looking after martyrs. And my, my definition of a martyr is someone who rejects pleasure. Mm-hmm. So he says, Oh, no, no, I don't want to go out tonight. No, you go, darling. You know, no, you do that. No, I don't need this. I don't need that. I mean, m- martyrs are sour. They're, there's a sour, not a sweetness about them. You know, in Sanskrit, Muladara means, no, it's vadhisthana, I'm sorry. Svadistana means my own sweet home, my own sweet abode. So home, sweet home is the sacral chakra. Mm-hmm. And it is it is about sweetness. It's not about sugar. It's about the sweetness of life and being able to draw that into our lives. And it may be visiting a beautiful garden, hanging out with people who make you laugh. It may be having a walk after a full meal. It may be just sitting down and having a nap in the middle of the afternoon, which is, I think of people doing that on this holiday from You know, overstuffing their their bodies and running out to the stores. They must be tired. Yeah. So drawing the sweetness to us, and martyrs don't. Martyrs stay sour. And they can be very negative and be very, really pull the energy down. All it takes is one martyr in a room of happy people to, to make people feel ashamed or guilty that they're happy. So shame, guilt, sourness. Um, no sense of pleasure. Mm -hmm. And and they're not healthy. This is not healthy. We are meant to be happy. We are meant to be happy. We are not meant to suffer unnecessarily. There's enough suffering in the world without adding to that pool. We are meant to be happy, and we need to find out, well, what's going to make us happy? Did all those things you bought yesterday on Black Friday they may give you a sense of delight, but it doesn't last. Mm-hmm. What will give you lasting happiness? That's for each individual to find out. For me, several years ago, I, um, I came upon a rough patch in my life. And I, I sat down and I thought, I'm not going to give up my happiness for this situation. And I had to say, okay, Ambika, what's going to make me happy? What's going to give me delight? and i said to myself i'm a painter i'm an artist and i never have time to paint traditionally in my life the last the 12 holy nights of christmas which i take off from work are the times that i paint so once a year i get 12 days to paint and that's not enough so when this i had to say to myself i will not give up my happiness not for anything not for anybody and i went into my studio And I painted, and I painted, and I painted. And I wound up with hundreds of paintings, which are now in a book called Angels of Light. They're the cards in this oracle deck that we'll talk about later. So I'm delighted. I'm delighted to say I saved myself by asking myself, what would make me happy? And I hope everybody who listens to this podcast can ask themselves, what would make me happy now? What would make me happy? And that's a great question to ask yourself because it'll pull you right out of martyrdom into the realm of becoming an empress or an emperor. It's taking responsibility for what do we want in our lives and how can we implement that? And what are we willing to work for? What are we willing to be rigorous and disciplined for?
0: Now, because you also uh, speak about opening to the forbidden fruits of sexuality, power, and money, right? So firstly, why are they forbidden? And how did we arrive at this stage?
2: That's a good one. I think that people have a hard time with success. It's a lonely place. And people love to share their problems. That's the martyr. That's the martyr. And that's, Carolyn Mace once called it woundology, you know, oh, you want to hear my problem? Well, my problem's worse than your problem. Mm -hmm. And woundology keeps people locked into martyrdom. It's a very interesting epithet, woundology. And you want to hear my wounds, you want to hear your wounds. We're not talking about it in a professional capacity where we're talking with a therapist or a homeopath or a healer. We're not talking about that because you have to talk about your wounds when you open up If you want healing, you have to recognize where your limitations are. But in that sense of enjoying life, in in cultivating the good, allowing goodness in, we have to be willing to let go of the pain, of the limitations, of the sorrows, the losses, the traumas. It's time to say goodbye because the sheer weight of grief will pull you down and it will take your immunity from you it will take your health from you it will take your right to a good happy life away from you and it's a hard one you know i i remember about a year and a half ago i thought i had forgiven everything there was to forgive but one thing and i thought i can't forgive that i simply cannot forgive that that is the worst possible thing that ever happened in my life i cannot forgive it i cannot And I thought, wow, (laughs) there I was talking about forgiveness. And until Mm. I could really, really come to terms with the fact that whenever that happened in my young life, I had to forgive it. I had to see the complexities of the situation. I had to be willing to look at what happened and realize I'm whole. I'm intact. I'm here. And I did forgive it, and it changed everything in my life. It was the point where money started to flow into my life, a lot more pleasure started to flow into my life, a lot more gratitude started to flow into my life, a lot more creativity started to flow into my life. And if I'm a junkie for anything, it's being creative. I've written 26 books, I love being creative. It's my the essence of my life, so I learned a lot. we have to be willing to forgive the unforgivable and let it go. Give it over to God, give it over to Christ, give it over to Krishna, whoever it is you have devotion to, give it over because it'll keep you it may keep one tenth of one percent of you locked into martyr, but that one tenth of one percent. Could make all the difference to the joy of your life, to the prosperity, to the good health, to your beauty, to your ability to laugh and enjoy. Because that's what this chakra is about. Drawing the sweetness into your life. And that Mm -hmm. was a big lesson for me. You know, I was in my 70s when I was willing to forgive. That one-tenth of one percent. And so I do a mantra now. I say, I forgive you. I release you, I free all contracts with you, and I bless you in love and goodwill. That's my new mantra. And I do that every day. I wake up with that, I go to bed with that. Mm -hmm. I look at the day, and if there's somebody or something to forgive, that's what I say. And it's really helped me a lot. I forgive you, I release you, I end all contracts with you, and I bless you with love and goodwill. And that's how I want to go through my my day. That's how I want to go to my death. That's how I want to live eternally in that in the comfort of forgiveness and in the gratitude for all the good goodness gracious so much goodness so much goodness.
0: Well, thanks a lot for sharing, Avika. Now, I've also read that in the Vedic and Taoist traditions that you can transmute the raw sexual energy that we have in the sacral chakra, whether it's male or female sexual energy, and we can use that for the creation of something in the physical space, whether it's money or artwork, art forms, or some other creative pursuit. So what are your thoughts on this?
2: Well, I believe in sexuality. I believe in the pleasure of sexuality, in the function of sexuality, and in the, for want of a better word, in the glory of sexuality, I think it that we need that pleasure. Mm-hmm. Just transmute it. You can, and it it does take sexual energy to go out there and make money. It takes sexual energy to be creative. But there's the balance. And if you are so one-sided that it's all about money or all about writing your book and getting fame and fortune, mm-hmm. you better think again. There is nothing more satisfying on the physical plane than sexuality and sensuality. The the desire of the flesh is a very real thing, and I do believe that it can be kept alive and vital well into our senior years, well into our senior years. There's nothing that creates more of a sense of well-being and delight and joy and happiness than sexuality and i'm not talking about porn here i am not talking about um, i'm not talking about dysfunctional sexuality i'm talking about the intimacy between two people to delight in one another mm-hmm. or can one person in delighting in their own body that is the gift the creator gave us and I believe in it. I believe in it. And I, I work with my products and my homeopathy to help people reestablish their link to their own sexual nature. And I've seen many people delight in that. I've also seen it deeply abused. Mm-hmm. At, what a shame. What a shame. And shame is interesting because shame and guilt are the very negative aspects of the sacral chakra. It's why, why people get fat why this chakra gets dysfunctional is that people have shame about their sexuality. You know, that's, that's the sin of the church. It's a sin of religion to, to make people ashamed of their physical bodies. So I don't, I don't espouse that. I believe in loving your body. It's the temple. It's the temple that holds your soul. It's the temple that holds your spirit. Take care of it. Honor it. Learn about sexuality. It is not dependent upon somebody doing something to you. It's about you opening this chakra and allowing pleasure in. It is a singular, singular act that allows your sexual energy to receive goodness. It's not about somebody being the right sexual partner. It's about you opening that energy field for your delight so I I hope that says it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, it totally does. I mean, yeah, I think there's a clear uh, distinction or maybe even archetype. So on one end, you have um, maybe a couple that indulges in uh, sexual intimacy and the positive sides of an abundant sexual relationship. And the on, on the other hand, you might have... Uh, a dysfunctional relationship, right? Where you want, uh, you know, uh, uh, too much of sex, uh, but also it it sort of goes into debauchery as opposed to uh, creative uh, intimacy, which can then lead into so many other pursuits, whether it's uh, an abundance of money or creativity or pursuing other art forms as well. Now, Ambika, we see multiple terms uh, when it, when it, when it comes to chakra, you have chakra healing, you've got chakra cleansing, you've got chakra expansion, right? So, Uh, And all these three terms have a positive connotation, right? Healing, cleansing, and expansion. But are there differences between them, among them?
2: Well, I think it's a process. I think it's an intention. Yeah. It's an intention. It starts in the mind. Everything starts in the mind. It's an intention to stay physical. It's an intention to say, okay, what do I want to do physically? You know, there have been times I've gone to the gym. There have been times I've done you know, swimming for an hour. There are times I've done yoga. There are times I just walk. So what is it now that this body needs? Does mm-hmm. it need rest? Does it need massage? Does it need cranial sacral therapy? Does it need energetic healing? What am I going to do for my body now? So i found a wonderful yoga class that I love. I go once a week to the yoga class and Three times a week, I do yoga in my home. I love to walk. I go to the river and I walk along the river two or three times a week. I got a bicycle recently. I can ride up to the river and ride along the river walk. And I love it. I love that physical movement, the wind in my hair. I've had a bicycle since I was four years old, and I'm 73 now. So I love riding my bike. I love dancing. I, you know, I love moving. I love being mobile, I, and I love laughter. So it's a process, and it changes all the time. This, what's going to work today? Sometimes it's, you've got energy for sexuality, and sometimes you don't, and that's just how it is. But keeping that fire burning is really, to me, very important. Purification is, again, an intention. I would say purify the shame and the guilt out of your mind, Start there. A lot of people like to fast. I'm not a great faster. I worked for years at a fasting clinic and when I lived in Spain, a very famous German fasting clinic. And I saw people come in fat, starve themselves for six weeks at $4,000 a day, Mm. pardon me, $4,000 a week, and leave, you know, 25, 30 pounds lighter, only to return six months later to their former. Obese self. And I know that many, many spiritual practices include fasting. I say, I want balance. Because if you're going to fast, you're also going to glut. And I think the Buddha said it the middle way. I like the middle way, which is knowing what is enough. What is enough? What does your body need to thrive and be healthy? And get rid of what it what doesn't work for your body. How many people glut themselves with sugar and carbs? You know, how many people know how to get the right amount of protein? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you've got people who are food fattest the vegans now who really tax their bodies by not getting sufficient protein. I, it's not for me, maybe for them, but it's certainly a fad now. Like vegetarianism was a fad when. I was growing up, I was a vegetarian for 40 years until one day I woke up and I said, I really need better protein. <laughs> and I mm. started eating meat and that worked for me. It may not work for you. It may not work for other people, but it works for me. I put in a long day. I can put in a 14 hour day, day in, day out, and I need the protein. It keeps me vital.
0: So really quickly, uh, I, you mentioned that the process is that of unfolding and you need to listen to your body, right? It has, it's, very, it's an intuitive process and uh, obviously uh, you've you got to follow the flow. Uh, yeah. But Would you differentiate between the three terms, healing, cleansing, and expansion, or are they, again, uh, very much alike and similar? No, they're
2: different. Expansion means you're willing to open up. You're willing to allow more goodness to flow through you, more energy to flow through you. So intention. Again, intention. I I open this chakra. Chakras respond instantly, and I mean instantly, to intention. I expand my sacral chakra to allow greater goodness to flow to me. Purification means I'm willing to give up what isn't good for me. Say goodbye to candy. Say goodbye to sugar. Say goodbye to carbs you know excess carbs goodbye 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 i don't need you i don't need this only on a feast day only occasionally maybe even once a week okay if you need that ice cream or you need the donut maybe once a week say goodbye to coffee it's inimical to good health no matter what anybody says coffee will leach more calcium out of your bones than any single thing so yes there's There is purification. Know what is good for you. And do some study. Read what's good for your blood type. You know, I work with a medical doctor who's very keen on eating right for your blood type. And she's always right about it. Mm -hmm. So learn, you know, learn what's good for you. And have the rigor and the discipline to do what's right for you 95% of the time. Because then it allows you to not nosedive down in your energy field when you do decide you're going to indulge because everybody wants to indulge sometime, but the balance is everything. So we did cleansing, you know, cleansing, purification, and what was the third one? I'm sorry. Uh,
0: Expansion. expansion? Yes.
2: Yes. (laughs) So cleansing is getting rid of what doesn't serve. You know, what doesn't serve you? What doesn't serve your health and well-being? But it's not purging, and it's not fasting. It's the middle way. Just say, you know, I can do without that. I can do without that. And on feast days, Christmas, my birthday, Thanksgiving, the 4th of July, whatever, I'll allow myself to indulge. And, And that's... That's how you get vitality. That's how you get the energy you want. What is the, what is the goal of all that? It's energy. It's having the energy to do what you want when you want to do it. That's what the chakras are. They are the hydraulics of energy pumping through the body, flowing through the body. And we all need energy in order to do what we love. Energy is the key. And it starts in the mind. It starts in that willingness to expand, that willingness to consider sexuality past a certain age, that willingness to find your beauty past a certain age, that willingness to dress the body in materials and clothes that honor it in a beautiful way. Why not be a goddess? Why not be a god in this life? Finding the We were talking sacral chakra. Clean your house. Get rid of the junk that gluts your home, gluts your closets and drawers. Clean your desk. Allow energy to flow in your home, in your garden. Do the feng shui. You know, really, it's it's about delight. The truth of it is that when you are willing to clean the drawers, clean out the closet, clean the house, get that flow of energy moving. It's about delight, delighting in the physical world. And that is the sacral chakra.
0: Well, thanks a lot for sharing. Action Drive to read the entire show notes for today's episode, uh, the inspirational quote, the book recommendation, and everything in between. You got to go to my 7 com forward slash 267. That's my 7 com forward slash 267. There will come a time when you believe everything is finished. That will be the beginning. <laughs> now, this is an amazing quote by Louis Lamour. Action Tribe, I do know what circumstance you are in right now, but I do know that all of us come across situations in life that are really, really difficult to handle. Circumstances that come out of nowhere and really stun us when least expected. And if you're in a situation right now, know that you're not alone. You got to just have the faith and keep at it because you never know what magical experience a person is sprinting your way to help you. I can sense that help and support is coming, but you must hold on. And even if it feels like all is lost, know that you are destined for greatness and that the early morning sunrise usually follows the darkest part of the night. So just like Luis Lamor reminded us, when you believe everything is finished, that will be the beginning. Ambika, talk to us about, uh, it's a great quote, right? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful what you shared. That really touches me. Thank you.
0: Very powerful quote for sure. And on the same topic about going through a life challenge, could you talk to us about one life challenge that you went through? Uh, What did you go through and then how did you overcome it?
2: Well, about seven years ago, my work just dried up. I have supported myself since I was in my early 20s. Something happened. I don't know what. The economy collapsed. I'm not blaming anything. Just the door closed on my work. I had to spend my savings to live. And I thought I was going to lose my home. It was very challenging and very frightening. And that's when I sat down and I said, what's going to make me happy? What's going to make me happy? I got a job, a friend of mine who was a pet sitter, gave me a job walking dogs. I did that in the early morning, it gave me enough to eat. I was living off my credit cards. It was a challenging time. I thought I would have to give my home over to the bank and I thought about going to Africa to work on an AIDS project with a homeopath. It was was desperate times. So I sat down, had a long talk with myself, started painting. A friend came along and said, these are beautiful paintings. Why don't you have an exhibition with me? She was a sculptress. I said, okay. So we applied at a very famous gallery here in the town that I live in, and we got accepted. And we had an exhibition for 12 days over Christmas, six, seven years ago. And I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. It was a lot of work. It was a great expense, and I didn't like the exposure But I had all these paintings. So I photographed them, and I sent them to my literary agent in the U.K., and she said, these are stunning. I'm going to see if we can get these made into an oracle for you. So the people who did the Angel Oracle, which came out in 1995, that sold over two and a half million copies to date, they loved it. And eventually a contract got signed, The day the contract got signed, the doors started opening and work started to flow in in a very big way. I started a school, online school for homeopathy. I got my private clients started to to flow in. Money started to flow in into my life. And I started to pay my debt off, which was considerable for me anyway. And it just, I thought, my goodness, did I have to go through this? deprivation in order to realize that I loved painting and that I wanted Mm -hmm. to paint. The book got published in English last week, it's sitting on my desk right here, and it's stunningly beautiful to see my paintings in these beautiful cards, and that story is in the book. It was a time when I just had to put one foot in front of the other, I had two very close friends. One who, um, Kermie Wollenhaus, who's an angelologist, who's written some wonderful books on, um, on angels. And she's got a great book called Shopping with the Virgin Mary, which I really love. And she's a very dear friend. And she said to me, can you postpone fear till tomorrow? And I said, I can. She said, good. Postpone it tomorrow. And then tomorrow, could you postpone it another day? I said, yeah, I could do that. every day I just kept postponing fear because fear is it'll eat you alive it's the vitriol of negativity is fear and I started working on forgiveness I started working on dispelling fear and my other good friend was an acupuncturist who wanted homeopathy for acupuncture so that just kept my energy field open and flowing and I'm very grateful to these two wonderful women Leslie Romero and Kermie Wollenhouse who stayed by me through a very hard time. Really it's a time to know who your friends are, who's on your side and who's not. You sure you want to be spending time with people who aren't on your side. So a lot a lot of a lot of things changed. I, that's the truth of it. It was a very powerful time in my in my life. And it took a while to get on my feet to allow the goodness in. I worked with a healer uh, every week and um, then every month until things started to stabilize. I really had to learn to trust in the good and to know that I was worthy of receiving it. And that is the key, to know you are absolutely worthy, third chakra, solar plexus chakra, that you are worthy of receiving God's goodness, however that manifests in your life.
0: Thanks a lot for sharing uh, that uh, with us, Ambika. It was really, really inspiring, your story. Uh, And it's really a reminder for us that no matter what we're going through in life, no matter if we feel like it is our dark moment, that the universe is always guiding us. (laughs) Guiding to make me sneeze. (laughs) Bless you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but guiding us overall, uh, towards a better future and to, uh, overcome the challenges and, and, and to go towards something that we really are passionate about and that we enjoy. Uh, because like you've shared at the end of the day, we need to remind ourselves, um, <coughs> such a bad time for a call. Okay. Uh, uh, you said that, uh, we need to remind ourselves and to postpone fear on a day to day basis, uh, Absolutely. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> this is a challenging situation. And that's what life is all about, right? <laughs> uh, sneezes, is. colds, uh, I- immune deficiency, uh, seasons change. But no matter what season oh. you are in, know that it is your season and that you will triumph.
2: That's right. That's and there's nothing amazing. the matter with sneezing.
0: It doesn't end with sneezing. So Action Tribe, I hope you have had a great time so far learning about the sacral chakra in particular and deepening your knowledge about how these energy centers influence our life. Oh my God. (laughs) Now, as you head into your life, (laughs) I'm struggling and we're realizing the the importance of struggle today, which is not bad, but it's important to seek more answers to the questions in your mind uh, and that you can do so many things. Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) I'm suffering, but I'm persisting. We can do this. Uh, You might have many paths in front of you, you know, teachers that you can work with, retreats that you can go to and workshops that you can enroll in. But remember that the person that has all the wisdom that you seek is already within you. It is your higher self. So rather than look outwards, go within. Because just like Joseph Campbell reminded us, you don't need to go on a pilgrimage to find your own sacred
2: bliss that's right that's beautifully
0: said so uh, thanks a lot for sharing all this wisdom with us Amika and, and for sharing your stories and enlightening us uh, a bit more about our chakras and in particular our uh, our our sacred chakra if you had to recommend one book for our listeners based on what you've shared today what would that be
2: the bible the mm-hmm. bible I started reading scripture when things started to go bad. And I just, it really helped me. The Psalms helped me. Um, the story of Christ in the New Testament helped me. The stories in the Old Testament were wonderful. The stories of triumph and, and how people prevailed. And, and a belief in something greater than yourself. You've got to come away from yourself. You've got to be able to detach from your problem And you've got to be able to see the lessons. I really enjoyed reading scripture, and I'm nearly through the Bible now. And it took me three years, three and a half years, to get to where I am. I just read a little, sometimes just a paragraph every day. It really helped me a lot. It's a very beautiful book, it's um divinely inspired. It's not, I'm not saying it's gospel truth, I'm not gonna say that, but the stories are archetypal, absolutely archetypal stories and we learn we learn from the archetypes the the archetypes in theater the the Bhagavad Gita the great you know the great book of of the Brahmins it's an incredible story these are archetypes and archetypes are meant to teach us that we can prevail that we are meant to thrive that we are meant to be happy they're important. We, that's how we learn. Children's fairy tales are archetypes. Um, the angels are archetypes. The homeopathic remedies are archetypes. The periodic table of elements is an archetype of the elements that that depict the evolution of human consciousness. That was developed by a wonderful homeopath named Jan Schulten, who's a doctor in Holland, who said the periodic table of elements is the evolution of human consciousness that's there everything is a metaphor for something greater and if you want to be a fundamentalist you'll just take it everything at the flat value that it is but if you can look at things as a metaphor for transformation for healing for change then every plant in your garden is there for your good every experience in your life is there for your good your development your healing It's time for us all to grow up. It's time for us all to get out there and do some good.
0: So there you go, Action Tribe. Uh, As you know, and especially if you're a regular listener, then you know that audible.com is offering Action Tribe one free audiobook download, depending on what book you want to listen to. Uh, Oh my God. (laughs) One free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial. So especially if you love podcasts and I know you do, uh, if you want to listen to your favorite book, just in the same way, uh, then go to my seven forward slash free book. That's my seven chakras.com forward slash free book. And I'm sure they have the Bible as well. And, Again, to everyone listening, uh, I know that I had a sneeze fest today, but i 'm not going to edit it out just as a as a reminder that no one is perfect uh you know no one has uh, mastered every aspect of their life, and this is a bold reminder that even in your imperfectedness, you can strive for uh perfection and purpose. So I'm going to leave it right here. Ambika, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your uh, lovely wisdom. Uh, Action Tribe to go order a copy of Ambika's book titled Chakras and Their Archetypes. Uh, go to my7chakras.com forward slash 267book. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 267book. And uh, Ambika, thank you so much. Uh, uh, what is one thing that you're grateful to, for today and how can we find you?
2: I'm at two sites, ambikawaters.com. That's a m b i k a w a u t e r s, ambikawaters.com, and at lifeenergymedicineoneword.com. Life nice. energy medicine one word. That's it. Dot com. and I've got a new book out called. Angels of Light, that I'm deeply grateful for. I'm deeply grateful for the experience that I shared that gave me the courage to paint and to write this oracle and to see it sitting on my desk today is a real testament to the power of creation, to the power of transformation, to our purpose in life. I'm very grateful for my life, for my health, for my capacity to work and share with people, in many ways. I'm very grateful to homeopathy, which I feel is a wonderful ticket for aging and healing and development. I would not want to be on this earth without this exquisite medicine. I'm very grateful to you for letting me share. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful program and I delight in it. And I'm tickled to be on again, so thank you so much. Just grateful, very, very grateful for well, the goodness that flows through life.
0: Awesome. Thanks a lot for sharing ambikawaters.com, lifeenergymedicine.com, and Action Tribe, if you want to pick up uh, her latest creation, Ambika's latest creation, Angels of Light, my7chakras.com forward slash 267oracle. It's my7chakras.com forward slash 267oracle. Uh, and all the links will be on the show notes in case you've not been able to recall them. Ambika, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about the sacral chakra and taking us one step closer to a human revolution.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Have a wonderful rest of the day and good luck to you with everything you do. Thank you. You're listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevnchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.